0: Seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer?
1: So I didn't kill him every
0: day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, mm, I'm gonna okay. kill If I did, there well, would be. Well, it took you 12 months. And then he brings up Rex again, and that's when I just looked at him and I started If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Is, uh, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. And we're back. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing?
1: Pretty good. It's been a while, uh, a while and a while again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it has. We recorded an episode and Gabe's like, it's not good enough. No. So here we are.
1: (laughs) We're we're trying to hit a certain standard of quality that is slightly above just kind of winging it. Now we're going to wing it with a little bit more preparation ahead of time.
0: We will see how it goes.
1: Yeah. We want to thank everyone, though, because we've hit our goal of downloads. Um, I'm not sure what, ha- what happened this summer, but we got just as many downloads month to month as we did-, did during our high point of like recording.
0: Is that sad, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, or great. Okay. Well, it's October. What, what does that mean, Gabe?
1: It yeah, means it's Halloween.
0: It's spooky season and I'm all dressed up and Gabe's a big old, I don't know. Oh, wait, give, give me a sec. Uh, Scrooge. Boom. Oh, Costume. Okay. You put a hat on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a paper paperboy England. Circa. It's
0: appropriate for the era. We're covering.
1: There, look at that. I, that's how good I am.
0: Yeah. So we have a theme this episode.
1: Oh, the theme is witches. Which is not derogatory, right?
0: I hope not. Um, they're not, well, I mean, we'll go into it. I mean, these stories are kind of awful, but
1: yeah. If it is derogatory, we apologize if you didn't know.
0: <laughs> it could be. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Let me uh, ask the old Google real quick. Okay. You know, it doesn't say anything. So uh, I, think we're, I think we're good. Okay. We're hoping it helps a little bit that these women we're about to cover are most likely not good people.
0: They are. That is wrong.
1: Oh, wait. They are good people?
0: One of them is. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, we'll see. But we'll address that. It's fine.
1: We're doing our best, guys.
0: (laughs) This is going really well. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a short story.
1: Yeah, let's hit it.
0: And I am sorry if I butcher these names and places, but... (laughs) I'll try. So her name is Baba Anushka. Okay. And since this was a long time ago, she was born around 1836 to 1838 depending on the source you read in Oh gosh, here we go. She was born in Vladimirovac, Yugoslavia. And her parents were well-off cattle farmers and moved To the place I just said, when she was around 10, she attended private school and she had like overall a good childhood until in her late teen years or early twenties, she fell in love.
1: That always does you in.
0: I know. It was a young Austrian military officer and he gave her something, but it wasn't love. He gave her syphilis and then left her. I was going to say herpes. (laughs) (laughs) Close. (laughs) Yeah. So she turned to medicine and chemistry and she focused on those instead of doing the womanly thing, like finding another man. She did eventually find a different guy, but she had really gone towards the whole educating herself Mm -hmm. and learning and stuff. And then she met a new guy and they had 11 children together. And he was a landowner. That's what he did. Land owned land.
1: That's impressive.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> No,
1: I mean her her having eleven kids, not oh. him not him owning land.
0: Well, <laughs> ten of them died before reaching adulthood.
1: That's also kind of impressive in like a different way.
0: I mean it was in the eighteen hundreds, so
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why Yeah. We had a lot of kids back then.
0: That's why overpopulation is a problem now.
1: Hey, we're working on it. <laughs> No, wait, but I thought syphilis, if left untreated, which it almost certainly was back then.
0: Well, uh, I think that's why she turned to medicine and like chemistry and herbs is finding
1: a cure. Mm-hmm. But could she have found a cure? I don't know if there's a natural syphilis cure.
0: I don't know. I've never had it.
1: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, more my point is I-, I could have sworn if you have syphilis, you go crazy Long term, well, yeah. that, but you're likely to become sterile.
0: She did not. Maybe she didn't actually have syphilis. Maybe she thought she did, or maybe it was something else. That's true. It was a long time ago. Also, like, since it was so long ago, who knows how accurate the sources are.
1: Also, okay, sorry. Moving on.
0: This is the short story game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, her husband ends up dying after 20 years of marriage. Naturally, he was older than her. And after her husband's death... She, well, okay, while she was with him, he helped build a lab in the house because he was awesome. And then after he died, she started to make these, like, remedies for people who have medical uh, issues. And she was, like, herbs and stuff, and they would pay her, and that's how she was able to support herself. And then she ended up coming up with this mixture where she would make potions that would make soldiers ill enough to escape military service but not so sick that they would die fascinating right that's
1: pretty cool yeah
0: so then women started coming to her and they're like i'm having problems with my man like he's either abusing me drinking too much like all this stuff right Mm -hmm. and she came up with this love potion where she would be like okay how heavy is your problem and by that she meant how heavy is your man and she would use the weight to know how much arsenic to put in the love potion and then when the potion was drank by the husband he would die (laughs) a few days later and she developed this reputation as a witch with her like potions and remedies and stuff And she got so popular that she even had her own like helper who would go around and find these clients and tell them about her business. And then they would come and see her. And she started charging like almost, it it seems like it changed, but it was around 2000 to 10,000 Yugoslav diners, which are obsolete now. But from what I could tell, it was like around 3000 to, like, $5,000. Oh,
1: dang. So she was making... Bank. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so a woman named Stana... I am so sorry if I'm butchering these names, but this woman had heard of Anushka and used her to buy a potion and kill her husband in 1924. And she became, like, a regular client, and she would use Anushka for herbal remedies, and then also she had found a new man to marry at this point and unfortunately he had a rich uncle but he wasn't rich so she was like anushka i need help and anushka was like how heavy is your problem and stana told her and she bought the love potion and stana murdered her i guess rich uncle-in-law yeah yeah was that a thing
1: it is for our purposes
0: okay and the police were like, that's weird. This girl has had people, like, around her dying. Stana. And Stana immediately was like, yeah, um, I'm getting these love potions, and I don't know what's happening, but these guys are just dying. And so the police kind of have their eye on Anushka now, and then two years later, in 1926, Anushka sold her potion to a couple because the wife's father lived with them and he's like abusive and alcoholic and mm-hmm. and so the parents give their potion to their 16 year old daughter and is like give this to your grandpa and i think it's maybe because he didn't trust them i don't know but the grandfather drinks the potion and then 15 days later he dies so Two years later, in 1928, Anushka is arrested at the age of 90. So, along with her, some of her clients are arrested too. The clients that are arrested are the stories I just told. So, the authorities exhume the bodies of both victims and they perform autopsies and, surprise, arsenic's found. Which is like crazy, they could find it back then, but yeah. It's probably, I don't know how accurate they were, but.
1: (laughs) I mean, it helps that they were just trying to make the puzzle pieces fit. Yeah. You know, like they knew. I'm sure they got confessions from not, maybe not Anushka, but from the clients. clients.
0: Yeah. And there's also like everybody was like, oh yeah, go to her. She'll solve your problems.
1: Yeah. I mean, shoot. Couldn't the cops just go to the clients and say, we exhumed the bodies and we found arsenic in their system. And that would make most of them crack. Right then and there,
0: yeah. So, some of them were like, "Oh, we had no idea. We thought it was magic water, and that we'd give it to them, and Anushka would use her powers to kill the victims." And the police were like, "Okay." And the couple that murdered the wife's father, they were like, "We thought it would cure him, not kill him. You know, we thought it'd make him like suddenly a better person." Anyways, Anushka was like, guys, I don't do anything. I don't have any business. I don't know what you're talking about. They're all making this up. And she claimed the entire thing was just, like, fabricated and by the clients just trying to get out of these, like, murder charges. And eventually the police, like, keep questioning them. They get, like, actual information that's accurate. And they're like, okay, you all are going to prison and anushka was sentenced to 15 years in prison as an accomplice while her clients had various degrees from like life in prison to the 16 year olds being acquitted because she's 16
1: right and she wasn't in on it they told her to give it to her her grandfather but
0: yeah like who knows how much she knew right she was six yeah anyways anushka was released at the age of 98 which is only eight years in prison, due to being so old. (laughs) (laughs) The prison was
1: tired of caring for her.
0: I know. She ended up dying two years later at the age of 100. What's wild is that she's suspected of assisting in the deaths of 50 to 150 people.
1: Wow, that makes for one of the more successful killers.
0: Yeah. They kept calling her a serial killer. I just don't know. I don't know. Like, she didn't directly kill these people.
1: That's true, but she did provide. Yeah, I guess in in a way, she's like an arms dealer. Yeah, she was providing the weapon mm-hmm. for these people to go out and kill others.
0: But she didn't like.
1: But I guess you could consider an arms dealer a, a murder, a mass murderer as well. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure about that. What is the the criteria? We should know this
0: of a serial killer. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure you have to like directly kill somebody right like if you hire some a hitman to kill multiple people you're not are you a serial killer oh probably not
1: no you wouldn't be yeah but this is a a little more direct it's more like if you give someone a gun
0: until well that's the same thing as a hitman
1: yeah you know I I don't think she'd be a serial killer
0: I don't think so either
1: It, it doesn't make sense to me
0: yeah if she had made the poison and given it directly to the people, she'd be a serial killer. But adding that third party... The middleman. Makes her a... I don't even know what.
1: I mean, yeah, it really is more like an arms dealer. Or, yeah, like she's an accomplice. Weapons. Yeah. She, she's complicit in, in helping these people murder, but she's not the one directly killing them. Yeah. She didn't go out and feed these people poison. That's an interesting. Maybe... uh. Guys, feel free to, like, comment somewhere or send us an email with what you think.
0: We should call this episode, Till Death Do Us Part. We should. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she took it literally. Yeah.
1: But oh. well, wow, also, for her to live out a, to be a hundred, because she was born in the mid-late 1800s. Mm-hmm. So she got to see, like, well, this was, uh, which, which country was this again?
0: Yugoslavia.
1: Okay, so... No, I'm not too well-versed in Yugoslavian history.
0: Mm -mm. So she was born in like 18, let's say 1837 and died in 1937. That's a huge time jump.
1: Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Baba Anushka, you are uh, quite the witch.
0: Have you heard of Baba Yaga?
1: No, what's that?
0: It's this like Scary story that they tell. I can't even remember where it's. Is it from Slovakia? Let me see.
1: I've only heard of the Baba Yega. That's what I meant. What?
0: That's what I meant. Baba Yega.
1: Oh, that's from. I mean, I first heard about it from John Wick, the movie.
0: Oh. So they no, call It's this like, yeah, Slavic folklore. Uh, supernatural. This is directly from Google. A supernatural being who appears as a deformed or ferocious-looking old woman in Slavic culture. She lives in a hut, usually described as standing on chicken legs. You've heard of that, right?
1: No. Really? Wait, is that Baba Yaga or Bob? It is that.
0: Yeah, Bob. Baba Yaga.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd heard. So in the movie John Wick, Keanu Reeves' character John Wick, yeah, gets called Baba Yaga by this Russian mobster. Oh. And, and he says it means the boogeyman.
0: Yeah, it it is. It's like the boogeyman in Slavic folklore.
1: Oh, okay. it's it's just interesting because in in when we I think of boogeyman in US culture, it's more of a male monster. <laughs> and in Yugoslavic culture, it's a woman in a hut on chicken legs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that's like the origin story, but I think families tell it to their kids is like uh if you misbehave yes kind okay. of thing. yeah yeah so it's kind of like the boogeyman
1: okay no yeah i didn't know that yeah i knew the name but clearly different interpretation i heard
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so for this next story of a witch i read a book and we know when i read books i tend to go off on really long stuff so i'm gonna try not to do that okay
1: No, do it. (laughs) Long-form content is the future.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. So I read The Witch of Delray by Karen... I am so sorry, Karen. Is it Dibis? Dibis? D-Y-B-I-S.
1: Karen Dibis? Dibis?
0: Yeah, okay. (laughs) There we are. We're trying, guys. Yeah. (laughs) So... The story of the Witch of the West. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Delray, right?
1: Delray, yeah. Of the King.
0: Yeah, the Witch of Delray. And her name is Rose Barris. V E R E S. Okay. Barris? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to avoid saying that again. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Danny, you got to relax a little more.
0: Goddamn. Oh, I also have written notes. Because it's a book. It's Mm -hmm. what I do. So, she was born as Rosalia Sebastian in Sarud, Hungary on December 26, 1877. She was alive at the same time as Baba...
1: Jäger? No, the other one. (laughs) Baba Anushka. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um her life growing up was described as being full of family, church, and chores. And around the age of 25, she married a man named Martin Sorgo. It starts with a C, but it's a CS. So I'm going to say Sorgo. And 3 years later, Martin left for the US and that was kind of common in this time to try to come to the U.S. and make money, and um, in the U.S. census it listed him as a single farmer. So seven years later, Rose left for the U.S. to try to come and find him, and she does find him, and he's married to somebody else and living a new life, so they get divorced, and Rose finds another man named I hate names. I really do. It's G-A-B-O-R, Gabor? Gabor? Gabor. Verish in 1916. They end up having four children. However, one kid, a young girl, dies as an infant. So she's left with three boys. Mm -hmm. In the 1930 U.S. Census, Rose is listed as the homeowner of the house... With an occupant, oh, her and, her and Gabor buy a house in the U.S. in Delray. It's kind of near New Yorkish. Okay, so East Coast. here's where her name comes from. <laughs> yes. So, in the 1930 U.S. Census, Rose is listed as the homeowner of the house with an occupant named Steve Mock. Mack, M-A-K. I'm going to call him Mack. Works for me. So let's flash back a few years. Rose and her husband decide to start taking on tenants to have some extra income because it's rough times. In the early 1930s, mid 1920s. Start of oh. the Great Depression. Yeah, okay. So they start taking on tenants, but these tenants start dying. And a man named John Whitman is put on the case. And she is first arrested in 1925 after two of her tenants died of suspicious circumstances but no evidence was found and nobody would talk against her nobody in the neighborhood because they're too scared is what they said so she's ultimately released in 1927 this is two years later rose's husband gabor was (laughs) working on their car in the garage with the garage closed, and do you know what's gonna happen?
1: I'm assuming the car was running and he died. Correct. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was whisp- oh, yeah, so he dies of carbon monoxide poisoning, and it was whispered in the neighborhood that this was not an accident. Mm-hmm. Hot wow. twist.
1: Rosie really. Nellie's over here, not minding their own business. <laughs> mm hmm.
0: So he passes away, and Rose is left to her three children Bill, who is 18, and her two younger sons, ages 15 and 12. So Whitman, the cop, comes and he's. No, wait, I'm sorry. Okay, so now it's 1931. It's been her husband died in 27. Four years. Four years. And she has a tenant named Mac, remember? 1930 U.S. Census. He was listed as living there, Mm -hmm. right. So he's there. 1931. Now, a year later, and Rose is like, "Hey, this attic window's like leaking or something. Can you fix it?" It was like kind of what they did when she had tenants living there. She was a single mom, so she'd have them help out, and Mac goes and he climbs up the ladder and he falls off and dies. So
1: how tall was this ladder?
0: It was a two-story, three story house. That
1: most people would survive that. Did they <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. weird, right? <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep going. Yeah. So um so he Oh wait, sorry, so he's like survives. He goes to the hospital and then he dies. So, Whitman visits him at the hospital, and he says that he's been looking for work, but he hasn't been able to find any, so he's hoping, like, fixing the window would put him in good graces with Rose, and nothing really important. He was super injured, and he ends up dying two days later. Oh, and mysteriously... There's an insurance policy on him. Life insurance.
1: But why would a not kin, like not a person of any relation, inherit that?
0: I didn't say she was the beneficiary. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So John Whitman gets enough to go and search Rose's house. And in it, he finds like a stack ...of insurance policies on previous tenants. And he's like, this is weird. And he sends it off to headquarters for them to look at... ...because it's a bunch of insurance jargon. He's like, I don't know what this means. Now... ...there had been around 12 deaths... ...in Rose's address. And... ...the, like, finding of the life insurance policy. And... ...the whole neighborhood kind of being scared of Rose like, sets this, like, media frenzy. People are like, oh, my gosh, she's killing her tenants for money, blah, blah, blah. And she has these bright blue eyes, and people are, like, convinced she's trying to, like, control you and read your mind with these blue eyes. You know how people with blue eyes can have, like, unsettling eyes? Yeah. 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 Well, they start calling. I'm just going to read. Okay. I'm going to read a quote from a newspaper at this time. Cold blue eyes, a deeply lined face, a silent tongue. Mrs. Varis is known as the witch lady by neighbors who stand in groups on the sidewalks and in the street before the house where police say Mrs. Varis pushed Mac, her 10th alleged victim, out of the attic window into his death.
1: I feel like calling her a witch lady is redundant. (laughs) Since witches are women And I think it's like warlock or wizard is the male version. So calling her a witch lady is like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Hot take, Gabe. Hot take.
1: (laughs) It's just, yeah. But otherwise, pretty cool.
0: Okay. 12 people died at the address because of the husband. And then a friend was also in the garage. They both died. So 12 people have died at the address. She's saying 10th alleged victim. So while... Twelve people have died at this address. Only three lodgers have died of suspicious circumstances. Okay. And those three are the reason that John Whitman was watching her. And poison was supposedly placed in their liquor, but the autopsy and toxicology like failed to show any poison. So there's, like, nothing that was actually on her. But because of this, like, neighborhood gossip about how she's the witch lady and, all, like, how she looks and stuff, Mm -hmm. people just, like, have it out for her, I guess. And police review the insurance documents found in her room, and they say that almost 75 insurance policies were there. Now this includes some that were canceled and updated as well as like multiple on one person. So for instance, Mac had three in his name and the police found this salesman who had executed a lot of the policies because back then there's like these door-to-door salesmen for life insurance.
1: Those were the days.
0: (laughs) Those were the days, right? It's like, oh, there's somebody at the door. Do you want to buy a vacuum or a life insurance policy? Yeah. So he reported that a lot of her tenants were far from home and had no jobs and they were there to send money back. And like it made sense for them to get a life insurance policy to cover like any expenses if they die. However, he also is like, whenever I went and talked to anybody who lived with her, they're always really drunk and it didn't seem like they're actually looking for work. And that's weird. But Whitman's like, okay, insurance, bam, motive. And he arrested Rose and her oldest son, Bill, because he's convinced that Bill must have helped her because there's no way this woman could have pushed this large man out of a window.
1: No, I mean, that would require arms or mm-hmm. something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Gravity? That's not how. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? How could she?
0: <laughs> and So this prosecutor, his name's Harry Toy. He's assigned to the case, and he comes up a lot in the book later. I'm not going to go into him too much. He's like this like high-profile guy, but he's working another case right now. So he puts two of his men on the Rose case. And Rose, so she turned her place into a duplex and she rents out her rooms on her side, but then she also has this other side where she charges more in rent where a family can rent it. And
1: Smart real estate move, Rose.
0: Yeah. So she lives in this duplex, but the attic is shared. Like, it's not split into two. Mm-hmm. And the man living on the other side is named john and he is saying that the day john like comes up a lot he's a real asshole he's like (laughs) sorry spoiler (laughs) so he's like the day before mac fell um he kept hearing something in the attic and he went up and rose was in the attic doing something and that's weird like nobody's ever in the attic And he asked her why, and she said she was working on an electrical issue. And he's like, that's really weird. Why is she working on an electrical thing in the attic? So the police go to Rose, and they're like, can you, like, stand up for yourself? Can you say anything? And she is like, no. Like, she refuses to answer. She doesn't even say no. She just doesn't say anything. And she is assigned a lawyer named Kenny, and he... Is you'll see. So he's comes out and he says that the two guys assigned to the prosecution who are assigned to the case beat up Rose trying to get information from her. And when questioned by the judge, I'm only mentioning this because of their answer.
1: Okay.
0: When men, uh, questioned by the judge, the prosecutor says, like, if there's any assault done, it was by the police, but also he says rose would stare at the questioner with her vivid blue eyes and he believed rose thought she could influence people and was above mortals so like i mean i think he should be taken off the case personally
1: uh yeah (laughs)
0: because like he's like she's clearly some crazy witch lady and i'm like i'm scared of her like you're not gonna be able to do your job right if you're scared of the person anyways right anyways we're gonna go past that and He then holds a press conference, and he's like, he's like, the witch ladies confessed. We have it all in writing, and blah, blah, blah. And apparently during this, like, 100-hour grilling session, Rose, who, by the way, doesn't speak English. She only speaks Hungarian. And apparently she had confessed and, like, signed something, but she probably didn't know what she was signing. It was like this whole thing. So they, regardless, like they go to trial. So the prosecution comes up with this crazy, crazy, crazy theory. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Their theory is that Bill and Rose take Mac into the basement where they had because okay, previously they had tried to poison him, but he wasn't dying quick enough, and they needed money, so they take him to the basement and they beat him up. And when Wait,
1: he, real quick, when you say previously they had him poisoned, is that their speculation or is that what actually happened?
0: It's the prosecution's pro- prosecution's theory. God, okay, go. But like, there's no evidence. Okay, okay. So they they beat the prosecution is saying they took him to the basement, they beat them up him, Mac, up, and then they took him up the ladder, then up a flight of stairs, and then up another ladder from this bathroom through this like 12 inch by 12 inch door into the attic where they then shove him out the window and he falls to his death.
1: As a great detective once said, once you've eliminated the impossible, Whatever remains must be the truth?
0: Sure, Gabe, sure.
1: <laughs> also, I totally butchered that quote. <laughs> <Don't know.
0: laughs> um, okay. So the trial, it just like turns in this like shit show. It's like pretty much just like she's this crazy witch lady, blah, blah, Dang, blah. Dang, she has
1: blue eyes. <laughs> like, how, do you, how can she you explain that? She has blue eyes that?
0: and she doesn't speak English. Oh my God. You can't,
1: you, you can't explain that.
0: <laughs> so they. I just like okay, so the neighbor in the duplex, John, John Walker, he's like their key guy who testifies. And he says that Rose had asked to borrow a dollar fifty after Mac was in the hospital in order to get his life insurance dues up to like schedule before he dies or whatever, so that he can get all the money. And if he kept quiet, she would give him $500 of the $4,000 life insurance policy. And that's like their key witness. And that's like literally the only proof they have. So the jury votes three times to get a unanimous vote. So the first two times they vote and it's like not enough, you know? Mm-hmm. They vote three times, and on the third time, they find Rose and Bill guilty.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm still unclear as to how the prosecution thinks they could benefit from these life insurance policies from these victims.
0: They are saying she's the beneficiary.
1: But isn't that something, something that's easy to check? That should be pretty easy to check on.
0: So I think she is listed as the beneficiary, but I'll bring it back up later. Okay. Yeah. So they were sentenced to life in prison. And Kenny, their lawyer, like continues to try and find out ways to get a retrial or like, you know, get them out. Appeal. appeal Yeah. Yeah. But um, a few years later, Kenny kind of just like goes in this downward spiral And he gets disbarred.
1: Well, that's a bummer. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, um... Was it at
1: all related to this case?
0: No. Okay. His life just kind of, like, took a shitty turn. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up taking on cases and taking payment and then, like, not doing those cases. And...
1: The bar frowns upon that.
0: It does, I guess. It's like, I don't know, fraud or something. Yeah. uh,
1: One of those liberal (laughs) ideas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, he's disbarred and... Like they kind of lose, lose hope. Mm -hmm. Now, 12 years later, a man named Duncan McCrea, sorry about the last name. (laughs) (laughs) He was one of those two guys I mentioned on the prosecution side. Okay. He, and now, okay. A lot of the book that I read goes into depth of, like, politics and, like, in this time, these what these people would do to try and get ahead and, like, running as politicians and, like, all this stuff, right? We're going to skip over that and say this guy did some stuff and now he's in prison. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It pretty much, like, mostly involved, like, illegal stuff that made him get money from other people.
1: Okay, so like he, he embezzled people. Sure. Let's go with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he ended up in the same prison as Bill, and he actually goes and finds Bill, and he's like, I think you're innocent, and I want to help you get out. What? Yeah. Wild, right?
1: Okay. W- what?
0: I mean, I he took on... He was on the prosecution side, right? Right. He wanted to use this was like a huge media frenzy he wanted to use this case to get ahead so he pretty much made the spectacle of it he like went with the media all this stuff and he won but now that he's in prison and he can't like go further i think he's like well what do i have to lose
1: that's a pretty crappy yeah. of him yeah if he's at all being truthful here
0: mm-hmm He actually doesn't help out that much, but but I thought that was really interesting. So, at the same time, Gabriel, who was the middle child, is trying to work on freeing his mom and his brother, and he's like, let's see, he was 15 around the time they are arrested, so 12 years later. Oh, so he's 27. There you go. Look at Gabe, the math whiz. So... (laughs) Yeah, he's like twenty seven ish now, and um, he spent like they ended up in the two younger sons ended up in like a ju- juvenile de- not detention, but like facility yeah. for like
1: juvie, basically. Yeah. yeah. Shorthand.
0: Yeah, and then one of Rose's friends ended up adopting them, and they grew up with her, so. Now he's older and he's like, I'm gonna get them out. So he's been looking for a lawyer who can help. And this is very appropriate. He hired a woman named, I'm so Allean, A-L-E-A-N. Aline? Aline B. Klutz.
1: Aline B. Klutz. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. uh, What year was this? Because this all started, Rose was born in 1877, right?
0: Yeah, this so, is like 19, so she got arrested in 1930, I think, 1930
1: or 31. Okay, now it's been 12 years. So it's so 40 1945,
0: something. okay, got
1: it. Okay, so. I'm just like a little surprised, but happy that there's a, a woman lawyer.
0: She's awesome. So she's like participated in elections at some extent since she was like a kid super okay. progressive, really awesome. She married this guy, he was abusive and an asshole, and she divorced him. And she was one of if not the first woman to start like her own solo law firm. And yeah, and it said most of the cases that ended up on her desk were either like people who couldn't find somebody else or like cases nobody else wanted.
1: Yeah, like like the hopeless cases.
0: Yeah. And she was great. So in, oh, here we go. In November of 1943, she takes the case on of Rose and Bill. So first she focuses on Bill and she is going to try and get him a retrial. And she brings up a lot of inconsistencies in the case, like John Walker, the guy in the duplex, the key witness reported having like long conversations with Rose. Right. About how she like tried to bribe him and all this stuff, right? Yeah, she doesn't speak English, so and he doesn't speak Hungarian, so it was like, how did these conversations happen?
1: Danny, sometimes you just connect with people, and you don't you don't need words.
0: Like how I connect with Anarchy, it's just like on a spiritual level. <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> they just they knew.
0: He just like looks at me, and I'm like, you're hungry, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to bribe me right you now? You know, I'm a
1: little annoyed. I, I didn't catch that myself. <laughs> that what? That. He's claiming they had these conversations, well, but they don't speak the same language.
0: I didn't mention he didn't speak Hungarian.
1: Still, I should have. I didn't even think to ask. Like, wait, does he speak Hungarian?
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. So there's like a huge list of inconsistencies that she lists out. Like um, Bill, for one, had a alibi. Rose had an alibi. Stuff like that. It's like kind of important, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs>
1: It might might have been, you know, worth bringing up.
0: Yeah, just like, you know. Um, Anyways, so Bill is granted a retrial. And on June 13th, 1944, here we go, Danny fucking up Latin. The judge submitted a noli proseki.
1: I mean, if it helps, it's a dead language. So there's no (laughs) one who could actually tell you how to pronounce it. (laughs)
0: Thanks. We should just always do Latin. Okay. So it's this like notice of abandonment by the prosecution because she like filed this retrial and the prosecution didn't come back with like, I was going to say defense, but I don't know if that's the right word.
1: No, because the prosecution would be on offense.
0: Exactly. They didn't come up with With a case. Really? Yeah, there you go. So, due to, like, technicality, he's just free.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I've heard of that happening. So, wow, Klutz is uh, not a klutz when it comes to the law.
0: No, she's awesome. I, like, almost don't want to call her by her last name because it is her asshole husband's name. Oh,
1: it's her married name. Yeah. Do you happen to know what her maiden name was?
0: No, I, I know that she took on the, it's alien. Alien B Klotz, and I know the B stands for her maiden name, but I don't know what it is. It's like something.
1: How do you spell her first name again?
0: A L E A N.
1: E A N, Alien. Yeah, that's that's an interesting name. I don't it's think I've very ever seen that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next she focuses on Rose, and on July thirteenth, nineteen forty-four, she files for a retrial for Rose but this one's not as easy, and, um, so she does a lot of work. She hires an engineer to look into the possibility of Rose and Bill to beat a guy in the basement and carry him up to the attic. So the engineer reports it's impossible, and said that multiple people could not have been in their attic due to the size and, like, stability of it He was like, I, I didn't even feel safe in there by myself. <laughs> and so then she hires a physicist who does like physics and he reviews the case and he's like, no, that theory is completely unreasonable. They could not have carried this 160 pound man up these ladders and stairs and then thrown him out the window. And there was no, like they say they beat him almost to death, but there was no blood found anywhere. And... He flew out the window, so they wouldn't have had time to clean up. Great case, in my opinion, for a retrial, right? Yeah. So, the original judge is assigned the case.
1: Not great.
0: And he has never had a case overturned. So, he's like a stick in the mud and, like, refusing. He's like, no, like, I'm right, blah, blah, blah. And, like, luckily, question mark, he dies... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that bow tied itself
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know like unfortunately but luck it, it's those know. blue
1: hungarian eyes
0: yeah yeah rose did it yeah twisting fate mm-hmm. she gave him a heart attack so a new judge is assigned and this new judge is still like nope not going to give you the case and so what did we say aline aline
1: uh, aline
0: Yeah, her and Bill set off to find jurors to see if they can like find any cracks in the case or like what these jurors were thinking when they said like the first two votes because they couldn't come to a consensus, like what was happening Mm -hmm. and maybe find a mistrial that way. And they end up finding a guy named Edward, Edward Schaub. (laughs) Schaub? Schaub.
1: (laughs) Is it S-C-H-A-U-B? Yep. Schaub, yeah
0: job yeah (laughs) he was the foreman of the jury and he's like look the jury had been exhausted at that point and we were split but like ultimately we decided to believe John Walker's testimony and she's like okay great that's what I'm gonna focus on and so she now she had met up with Rose before and Rose like hadn't talked to her and she meets up with Rose again after getting Bill out. And she gets a um, she gets a person who speaks the language interpreter. Oh, interpreter, yeah. Translator.
1: Because a translator a translator is someone who translates like written documents. An interpreter would be there to like literally interpret as you're speaking to them live.
0: There you go. An interpreter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she meets with Rose and like learns that Rose was at a restaurant picking up scraps to feed her dog when Mac fell. And she also learns that Rose was in a ton of debt. And um, to a friend who helped her out for like her mortgage and stuff. Um, And like Rose is like, I don't know anything about these insurance policies. I can't read them. I don't know.
1: Oh, snap. Frame Mm. job.
0: Yeah. So, the old lawyer, Kenny, the guy who had been disbarred, he, like, moved away and was really difficult to find, but she ends up finding a mutual acquaintance who, like, helps her find him. She's a great lawyer. So, Kenny ends up submitting a letter about how Rose never spoke English to him and, like, how it was really difficult getting in touch with her and stuff like that because he never knew if the person who was interpreting was being honest because a lot of times they had to use neighbors who were, like, terrified of her and stuff like that. And then also, he says that he had requested for the jury to be sequestered so they wouldn't be, like, um, see the whole media shitstorm that was happening. Yes, so
1: they don't get <laughs> influenced by yeah by what's yeah, happening. Yeah, because
0: like the media was like I I read that quote like there was just like she's this crazy lady with blue eyes and monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the juries were all exposed to like all of this, and he's like, who's to say they weren't influenced? Right. So. After all this, Rose ends up being granted a retrial and Oh, yeah, no, not for any of those good reasons. No. Oh? No, she's due granted a retrial because Alien Alien. Alien, yeah. Yeah. The amazing woman. She ends up finding this like what's the word? Same as Bill?
1: A, a check? What do you no, mean?
0: No, like um, like a, a law. No, well, yeah, a law. It's going to drive oh. me crazy.
1: Oh, hold on. Um,
0: like, a, like a little a technicality. Loophole? A loophole? Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that when Rose was actually... um, Oh, gosh, now it's the word. When she was, what? like, given her verdict. Sentenced? Yeah, the okay. jury wasn't there. And, oh. like, due to this, like, one previous trial that had happened you know how it sets precedence right it like gave the precedence like she's able to get a retrial
1: okay wow
0: yeah this lawyer
1: is killing it
0: she's killing it but like it's insane like yeah (laughs) what the hell so john walker the duplex guy is found and he's like oh heck yeah i'll go and be your witness again And he gives, like, the same statement, and he's like, yeah, she tried to bribe me, and, like, she was there the whole time, and blah, 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 and she's a terrible woman. And it's like, I don't know why. I don't know, like, I don't know. Anyways, he gives a bogus thing. It doesn't change. And then an insurance agent came, and he reported that Rose was not the beneficiary on Max Life Insurance, that that was fake. Yeah, and after eight hours of deliberation, the jury comes out to a verdict. What do you think it is? Guilty. No.
1: She's a blind witch. She's guilty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, like, the media doesn't go crazy during the second retrial. It's, like, quiet.
1: Why? Um,
0: there's something about, like, oh, shit, the president... Bef- Four Truman had just died and Truman oh, took okay, over okay. and like that so, was So happening. they had
1: more important things to report on. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, quote, more important. Like, yeah. I mean, this is pretty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we're talking about this. We're not talking about Truman. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> men.
1: That's Truman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she's not guilty. Um, she ends up moving in with her middle son, Gabriel. He like lives on Wall Street and she moves out of Del... right. Ray. Delray and she moves in with him and she takes up knitting and then Bill works at I didn't write it down I think it was like a mechanic shop and
1: oh nice Then he eventually became the science guy
0: Bill Nye yeah wrong guy (laughs) (laughs) so that is the witch of Delray
1: nice yeah I'm glad it ended up Not terribly for. I mean, she lost twelve years of her life, which is awful because she was innocent. But
0: it could be worse. She got out. But I mean, like, what's spookier than being in prison for something you didn't do?
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I for whatever reason every now and then I think, or or I'll I'll come across a story about like a person who's been exonerated after twenty five years in prison. Like new evidence comes comes to light, often DNA evidence, and they're they're proven innocent. And I think they're given settlements, and the settlements are like okay money, but it's you you can't really buy that time back. And then we, when you consider the high recidivism rate in the US in particular, it's like, okay, this is like putting a band aid on an amputated limb and being like, oh, we're, we're good, right? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's awful. I think.
1: The eyewitness testimony shouldn't be as right. Yeah, no, that's something we covered a bit in my criminology courses. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how unreliable that is. It's really fat. I mean, you you know of the uh, this this is this is not directly related. This is more about attention blindness. Mm-hmm. But there's the the famous video of. Where it opens with the group of students in like white and black oh, and t-shirts. The, the
0: bear or whatever dancing. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, they're they're passing a basketball back and forth. And the video asks you to count how many times only the people in the white shirts yeah. pass the basketball. Yeah, totally miss it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, one time back when you lived with my sister,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was in her room sitting there while she was sleeping. Because we were supposed to go on a hike and I was yeah. waiting for her to wake up. She's super grumpy if you wake her up. <laughs> so she doesn't listen. It's okay. So, I was sitting there waiting for her to wake up, and you opened the door because she had blocked you in to get her keys. And I swear, I made eye contact with you, and you did not see me. What? And you took the keys and left. And I was like, what? Like, what? And then, like, you left, so. Wait,
1: are you sure I didn't register you? And then just, like, was like, okay, I gotta go. I'm
0: pretty Sure. Because like, I like, I I swear, like I thought, and then you just like kept looking for the key. It was, it was wild. I was like, whoa, this is attention blindness. I
1: mean, you're not the keys. Why would I, I why (laughs) would I stop and be like, hey, Danny, how's it going? Let's just chat while your sister's asleep.
0: It was wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I don't remember if I saw you in it because at that time you did not speak. Like oh you, yeah, you know you didn't speak to me. Yeah. at all. I know, because so, you're a
0: terrible person. Why would so, I speak to
1: yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't. So I don't know how much. I don't know if I don't recall the moment. But I don't know even if I'd seen you, if I would be like, "Hey, Danny, like, let's like wave, chat."
0: We're like, I don't know. I, I, who knows? Yeah, that's true. It's like,
1: oh, it's Danny. I better not say anything and then get her <laughs> to d- distrust me more or something.
0: Oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, wait, yeah. what were we
1: talking about? Uh, innocent people being incarcerated.
0: Yeah, that's like a serious fear of mine.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, really, you can wrong place, wrong a, time. A, it yeah, happen. and I'm
0: a white female. Like yeah,
1: yeah, it'd be so maybe it be rough. shouldn't be. Well, it depends on depends on the prison. If you went to a white collar prison, I mean, it's still you're still imprisoned. Yeah, but like, there's certainly levels of levels to how bad it could get.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I don't have the source on hand, but mm-hmm. the figure I read, anywhere between 1% to 5% of prisoners in prison now are there wrongfully.
0: And that's a lot. Is it the U.S.?
1: In the U.S., yeah. That's yeah.
0: a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's as many as, you know, 1 in 100 to 1 in 20. Yeah. And that's not, that's not low enough. It should really be zero, but yeah, it's why, uh, like, when I, was, when I was really young, like, fresh going into college... Uh, initially, I was pro death penalty, partly because I saw it more as like a mercy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're if you're told, yeah, you're in prison the rest of your natural born born life. I I thought I personally would have opted to just like no, just like shoot me. What are we? I'm not gonna hang out here for. <laughs> Fifty years. And, but what
0: gives you the right to choose other people? Like, anyway, yeah. I mean, no, we're going too far. Anyways, right.
1: Go on. <laughs> well, no, well, t- to answer that though, it, it's more a matter of like, if if some, you know, if I went into prison knowing I was guilty and I got caught and I was in, in prison for life,
0: you'd rather be sentenced to death.
1: It, like, why? But you know, then I, as I learned about one, how much it costs to actually execute someone mm-hmm. because you have to go through all of these all of these appeals, mm-hmm. and I saw the purpose of the appeals was to avoid executing innocent people
0: yeah but there's still people who are found innocent like yeah
1: what do you mean like like after they die
0: yeah right yeah yeah yeah. well i mean mostly nowadays because of dna
1: right and but you know it's, it, especially back then it, it was a little fascinating because blue eyes are so such like the standard uh, of beauty
0: well are they
1: N- um no, they are
0: is your name hitler yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean like U.S. Yeah. wise, like it, it, like really, yeah, like in Western culture, blue okay. eyes are seen as like well, I should say it's like blue and green, and
0: that's interesting. I had a teacher with like those like piercing blue eyes, mm-hmm. terrified of her. But I think, but it, I, think yeah. I think part of it was she was like a person in power.
1: That could be it too. But going back to our case of, so uh, I watched. There's this Vice documentary. Mm-hmm. On Hungarian witches, uh, which I recommend everyone watch because it's funny and sad. One, it's it's like it's cool to, for the cultural element of it, where you see there is still a culture of witches in in some of these parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But where it gets less cool is as so like
0: present day. There's still yeah, present okay.
1: day. Uh, it follows this particular family of witches, and. This main witch, the Mama Witch, she'll take clients from all over the world. She like takes remote calls, Mm -hmm. and she says often the calls are people looking like, "Oh, I want this person to fall in love with me, or I want our marriage to stay strong," and she'll recommend like certain little rituals. And she said she charges like thousands of euros per consultation, which I was like, "Okay, damn, like that's pretty cool," but in in. Not to spoil too much of the video, but at towards the end they end up having this like once a year full moon festival where they predict how the next year will turn out.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
1: And the main witch was like, "It's gonna be a bloody year, like more war." Was it for twenty
0: 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one or? Well, uh,
1: it was like twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. But more so, it was just, like, very general, vague, like, oh, bad stuff will continue, like, wars will continue to happen. <laughs> which, is like, you know, like, has has humanity ever gone, like, a year without war?
0: Hey, we're out of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah.
1: But then one of the, one of, like, the younger witches made a particular prediction about floods in, like, certain parts of Hungary. Uh-huh. And then the video ends with, like, and then there was a flood so now so now i looked it up and it turns out that like certain parts of hungary flood like every year like (laughs) like clockwork like every year and i was like okay this like thank you vice for doing the video but dumb of you to end on this like but is it real no because like the, the one actual somewhat prediction made that wasn't super vague was a flood in you know certain parts of hungary
0: where it always happens.
1: And then you suddenly you Google it and immediately it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like this happens like every year because it's just like seasonal flooding that happens in like shit, parts of Vietnam. When I was there, parts of some of the cities I was in they're, uh-huh. it's like, yeah, every year they flood. That's crazy. And apparently I can, I can go there, become a witch slash warlock and just make predictions about the flood.
0: <laughs> and make bank.
1: Yeah, that could, that could be my thing.
0: So it's kind of like here we have like psychics.
1: Yes, I love psychics.
0: Yeah, but I love too. them.
1: I mean, I don't respect them at all.
0: I've always wanted to go and see one.
1: Really? Yeah. You should.
0: I know. They're, they're all over here. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. But.
1: Why, why, why haven't you gone? I don't understand.
0: Because what if they're like, you're going to die and then I die? I don't know. It's then also they're like kind pro-
1: of. Probably because they killed you then.
0: <laughs> Aren't they like, I don't know. Do I really want to spend my money on that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but i've always been curious like about their like process yes and what they say and stuff like that
1: i know a little bit about it because i got into mentalism briefly so there's two versions of it there's cold reading which is more interesting and hot reading hot reading and you can look into this for some of the more like popular psychics who had tv shows uh-huh they were found to just have like recordings of the audience before they would come into the studio so let me back up back up a sec hot reading is just doing research on the person you're doing a reading for okay so in the case of these famous tv psychics they would just have people fill out prayer cards or they would have a mic they would have a like the hallways mic'd so you could always hear people hear people uh, you know what they're talking about what they hope comes up so that's hot reading. And okay. it, it's, it's far less interesting. Yeah. But if you have like a psychic appointment coming up, it's likely that the psychic will look into you as much as they can. Like right. they Google you. Yeah. Or they might have people on hand who can research you. And then they can bring okay. this up during Feels the subject. Good luck reading. finding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Yeah. <laughs> Fake last names everywhere. Let me, let me just finish up... Uh, Cold reading. Which oh, yeah, is more yeah, interesting. Yeah, go on. yeah, yeah, yeah. About, the, about okay.
0: psychics. So you walk into a psychic office. Yes.
1: So cold reading is far cooler. Cold reading is when you look, is basically you make deductions much like Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the Sherlock shows where he, like, he's like looking at deduction, Yeah, yeah sees yeah, yeah. you. Yep. He, he, you can tell some information based on someone's clothing, their fashion sense, you know, their hair, their age, where they're from, mm-hmm. what they look like, how they act, their body language. Yeah. So, and this is where that. That line between mentalist and psychic is a little more blurred, mm-hmm. but psychics, a good psychic at their core, has to be really good at reading and understanding people. Uh-huh. So to give you a like very general idea here, like someone could look at at you, Danny, and say, okay, she is a white woman of this age from this particular California region. She is most likely college educated, and then you look at, okay, what are white women most likely to graduate from university from? And it's like, okay, English and psychology are the two most popular degrees. Mm-hmm. So you can narrow it down in one of those. And you, you see how it sort of, sort of starts to funnel down and you're able to make these conclusions where it may not be accurate every time, but you can play the probability game and be yeah. accurate a fair amount of the time. Yeah. And then what you do to make it look a little more creative is you throw out a, a few key pieces of information, a few guesses, mm-hmm. and people by nature try to like fill in the blanks. Like do you recall from a psychology class, you're often given like this personality uh, like write-up. It's supposed to explain how zodiac signs are nonsense because they give everyone this like general personality description. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like you are, you know, you occasionally have difficulty trusting other people or you're occasionally hard on yourself. And it's like this very like it could apply to anyone. Yeah. But like 80% of people will, will say like, oh, that's so me. <laughs> like that's sort of their approach when it comes to these things. Yeah. You, you keep it general and on the things you get right and, and you're reading them as you're doing this, you zero in on those and on the things you get wrong, you're like, you know, you just kind of brush past those and focus on what you're getting right. And people are often very happy to sort of follow that.
0: Oh, yeah. So like most psychics probably do cold readings, like if you just go into a random place.
1: Yeah. But if they're they're good, they'll tell so much about you from just how you look, how you act, how you talk when you walk in that door. So in that sense, it's like cool what they do if they're really good. Yeah.
0: No, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. But if you're expecting to be told anything real about your future, they can extrapolate yeah. You know, based on like what you But like, do know, they bother? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you're someone who, who's in there and you're very much like, I mean, shoot, if you walk in there and you're like, you're a certain level of attractiveness and you're like, I really want to find someone, you know, in the next so-and-so years, a, a psychic might just be like, you know what, like you're attractive enough and you seem like well put together enough that, yeah, I'm comfortable saying, yeah, yeah, three to five years, you'll be married. <laughs> and like, you know, you probably will be. and then then you'll remember you'll think back and be like whoa the psychic was right
0: yeah and then maybe you'll go back
1: yeah but that's just that's those are the very broad strokes Um, psychics employ a bunch of tools they get pretty creative with how they gauge a response
0: huh that's very interesting yeah
1: but if you go see a psychic you should let me know
0: no I will yeah Yeah. I've been wanting to do it since I was like 16
1: do it birthday (laughs) present for yourself
0: (laughs) That's past, like Christmas present.
1: But go in there without without your wedding ring and see what happens, or your oh, engagement ring.
0: Yeah, and then like dress completely different too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Just go like a goth look and see what <laughs> <laughs> see what uh, they say.
0: Wear black, like uh, what's it called nail polish? Yeah, and, yeah. Just
1: see that that would be fun for me. Is well, that'd you go be in super there, fun. It's yeah, like a different person and see what they say.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's I don't know. That'd be a hard job. That'd be stressful.
1: Until you get really good at it. You go and then, then it's like so automatic.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: Because hmm. like even right now, like someone, someone walks up to you and you'll...
0: You'll automatically make...
1: Like intuitively, you make yeah. some judgment calls. And you don't even have to like think about it. Yeah. It's just as you get better and better. at like, okay, if they talk in this way, they're probably, you know, this type of temperament or this type of education. Mm-hmm. It just becomes more and more automatic
0: yeah well this is gonna suck for you to edit gabe <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: i'll i'll see what controversial opinions need to be left out oh
0: so many <laughs>
1: <laughs> we might as well go for broke and see what else we hit
0: oh my gosh yeah well anything else
1: um just uh
0: how do we tie it together how do we end this
1: ending is always the hardest part yeah Sure. Even how we started, because we already we had our, our more proper like opening for the previous unaired episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't like go into. We did what, not what go what into in, anything. Maybe we should talk about that. What we what we've been up to since we ended season one.
0: Oh, all right. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, Danny, you've had quite a lot happen. Have I? Yeah, a lot happened.
0: Um. Well, I feel like at the end of that episode or season. Yeah. I had just got a fixer upper house. Yeah. And I got engaged mm-hmm. and I got a puppy. I think I think that's it.
1: I mean, yeah, but those...
0: Right. So how are those now? So the house is being fixed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a lot.
1: <laughs> but, but you've been living in it, right? Success. Yes. Yes. We've so, been living yeah.
0: in it. Um, It's not haunted. Somebody did die in it, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. We've painted it. No, We've, it's a
1: great. Yeah. And the, you worked on the backyard. You got a new fence. Yeah, like,
0: we did the fence. It's a huge house. It is quite big. Yeah. Um. We remodeled the guest bathroom. Nice. And tore down the foil <laughs> wallpaper. Um. And then what else? Engaged. Still engaged. Yeah.
1: Going still. Strong. Still doing that. <laughs> When's the, do you have a wedding date planned?
0: Um. Not what I'm going to say on here because it's uh, not. Yeah. It's yeah. not set yet. Um. Yeah. So no. and uh walter is huge how big is he now so he went to the vet like uh last week and he's 65 pounds now
1: whoa he's heavier than anarchy or than uh than gump
0: yeah he's huge like yeah
1: that's nuts
0: Uh uh-huh he's very big very cute great dog he's awesome yeah yeah and still pretty calm Yeah, super lazy. He gets, like, little puppy energy bursts, but they Mm -hmm. last, like, 30 minutes, maybe. (laughs) And then there's other people. We go to the dog park almost every day, and there's other people who have puppies there. And I'm so glad we have Walter. Their puppies are crazy, like, super energetic, running around for, like, an hour and a half and, like, still energetic. And then Walter's over here, like, just sleeping. And, like, Walter, we're here for a reason, So, yeah, that's my life. And um, I think you have a bigger change than I do recently.
1: Oh, yeah. So very recently, I've been working both a corporate job and then my own business Mm -hmm. where I do uh, essentially freelance digital marketing. I left the corporate life because it was one, just a bit restrictive and two, I can just survive off my own income from doing this on my own because it allows me the freedom to travel Mm -hmm. the corporate job was remote but it was semi-remote they wanted you to be near an office whereas my own thing is fully remote yeah um prior to to doing the podcast i was traveling for three years doing this and now i'm looking to to do that again this time with a partner Mm -hmm. which uh yeah we're we're eyeing now to do oh so i did not go to mexico Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was something that, yeah, we ended um, on that note. So uh, the, the variant, you know, Delta. showed up. Yeah. yeah. Showed up and in, in spiked COVID cases uh, around the world, including Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, that's been sort of dying down. And yeah. th- There are a number of countries that are doing really well with vaccination rates. So we're eyeing uh, any number of places. And now that I'm fully remote, my partner is fully remote. We're looking to get out of here. At some point in the next year.
0: Living the life.
1: Yeah. Going back, right back to it.
0: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it will be because honestly, like, so we live in like a nice part of California and I did, I crunched the numbers and I I could save like almost 10K a year on rent, like on housing alone, Mm -hmm. just not living here.
0: Yeah. No, it's insane here. Yeah. stupid.
1: Yeah. So uh, for any of you out there who are remote or want to be remote, now might be the time there's always a big demand for people like if you can make music or video edit or do voiceover work or write uh blogs or articles work on websites mm-hmm. like go learn some coding if, you know spend an hour a day mm-hmm. I, I would highly recommend the, the remote life
0: cool Gabe. yeah just making me feel like it's so great over here hey you own a house
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> before 30 like that's insane yeah that's pretty nuts
0: that I can sell.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean you know, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying um, you could do a lot with it.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Cool. But no,
1: I mean, Danny, that, that really is a pretty incredible feat to pull off buying a house. Before oh, 30. it
0: was not me. It was, it was uh, Kobe.
1: Oh, come <laughs> on. You, you, you were there. You were, you've been working and yeah. you're not a big spender either.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I think we should end on our Halloween plans.
1: Right. Danny, what are your Halloween plans?
0: Um, so the neighborhood we live in. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, we got a knock on the door and this little kid delivered this note. And apparently our neighborhood throws a Halloween parade every year. And the whole neighborhood, I love my neighbors. And so I guess we're going to be doing a Halloween parade.
1: Well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my yeah, my Halloween plans will be going to a friend's party.
0: I'm offended they haven't invited me yet.
1: Oh, that's only because, you know, the. <laughs> it's the tr- Pla- planning is hard. Okay, it's just. You it's gotta, almost Halloween. You gotta text people.
0: What? It's almost Halloween. Like, come on.
1: I don't. I got no good. No good response to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm not invited.
1: No, you, you'll almost certainly be invited, but they they know better than to expect you to show. Up. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so mean. <laughs> what no it's (laughs) so true
0: (laughs) yeah i don't think i've hung out with anybody like outside of doing a hobby where i like feel like i need somebody with me like doing new hikes and stuff Mm -hmm. in probably a year
1: yeah that's true even when when you went to the the house when i lived with everyone over there i I got out
0: yeah i got out of most of those yeah yeah
1: Oh, it's it's coming. Once we all get the booster shot, you'll have no excuse.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like they said that about the vaccine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and yet I've still managed. But then the
1: variant came you could be like, oh, the variants. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: What I found is the best thing to do is like, don't even get an excuse. Just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't.
1: No, that that, that is often pretty. Yeah. Because then they have to ask why. And that can be a bit. You know, no, no one wants to be that pushy yeah. or rude. So yeah. yeah. But
0: if they do then you just like don't respond for like until the event and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see this <laughs>
1: I'll have to cut this part out too so you don't give away all your secrets. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Danny's Anyways. secrets to avoiding socializing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you have to get a Halloween costume.
1: Yeah. Last year I went as a Peaky Blinder. Mm-hmm. So it's the hat I'm wearing right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I'm thinking of just doing that again because it's already purchased. <laughs>
0: No, I know. Yeah, the dog park's having this like Halloween dog event where you like dress up, costume contest. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants Walter to dress up. And I'm like, I do not want to spend $40 on a costume.
1: Dress up as what? What do dogs dress up as?
0: Um, Walter was going to be a piece of sushi. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Because like he's white, like yeah. rice. And then I was going to put like a little like salmon, like fish thing on his back wrapped around. Like, I don't know. Oh, boy. But <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> i don't want to spend the money on it rightfully
1: so. so you just bought a house
0: yeah 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 i'm not even gonna tell you about what i spent last week
1: was it for anarchy's vet bills yeah oof so that's why i can't have a dog danny
0: i know it's crazy so anyways
1: yeah thank you all for listening and for <laughs> helping us reach our goals oh speaking of another party they're expecting a. no i
0: mean they can keep expecting are you gonna host a game you
1: know this place is rather small doesn't have quite the feel of a full backyard
0: my backyard is dirt
1: (laughs) but it's huge
0: yeah but it's literally dirt like nobody wants to stand in dirt it'll
1: it'll be theme appropriate dirt is you know you bury people in dirt when disposing of bodies
0: oh my gosh oh my god okay wait we should end (laughs) that's
1: true. okay shoot so thank you yeah thank you all um follow us on instagram
0: i don't remember how yeah uh
1: facebook and feel free to send us emails Mm -hmm. on our website we would love to hear your thoughts yeah what what we could improve
0: yeah send us emails or dm me on instagram there you go by me i mean murder yeah um yeah not
1: not danny (laughs) (laughs) thank you all and uh bye for now